Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad to have you back. We are talking about sports performance, as we like to do often. Um, I think what I want to do over the next few podcasts is kind of talk about some some tips and tricks, some, some of the um, insider things you can do to take an athlete from being good to great or average to, to good, above average, um, or maybe even really good to elite. And again, there's a lot of ways you can do this. And I'm not going to talk about like sets and reps and programming throughout the year, the periodized progressions. I mean, you've heard me talk about that a lot, and I'm going to be doing a lot more detailed work there on our YouTube page. But I'm going to talk today about a few things that you can do, um, intangibles, if you will. I'll come back to that in just a minute. So before we get into this, please head on over to our website. Um, we have some weightlifting programs for sale there, and we have some clothing items for sale. We still have a few t-shirts and hats left in stock before we reorder uh, and, and uh, restock with some new designs. So if you haven't caught one of our old designs yet, um, now's the time before they run out. We do have limited sizing available, but, uh, but it's all there. Um, also, if you like this content and if you like what we do, if you find anything that we do helpful uh, in this arena, whether that's the YouTube page or the podcast, we do have a Patreon. Um, it's just Upstate Performance Project. Um, but if you head over there, there's different tiers. Um, as little as $3 a month um, can really help out uh, getting us the ability to you know, buy better editing software or uh, help get guests on the show, buy better cameras, better microphones, things to help um, up the quality. You know, as, as, as you know, we, uh, we're a brick and mortar gym. We are in, uh, in the gym 15 hours a day training clients or on the field training clients. So we're, we're, we're working a lot. We put in a lot of hours. And so the, doing the podcast and doing the, um, uh, YouTube is, is something that we like to do, but we don't have editors. We don't have anyone helping us out running, doing that for us. It's, it's all done by us whenever we have, whenever we have the time and we try to make the time right to do as much as we can. Um, but we'd like to do more and we, we have a lot to, to, to say, and we want to bring a lot more information to you. And, Every little bit helps. So head on over to Patreon if you think we have helped you in any way. All right. Back to the topic of the day, which is sports performance. And, and as I mentioned, some of the, not just intangibles, um, but, but some of the little things that you wouldn't find in a textbook. Some of the little small things you can do to tweak to take those athletes to the next level. One of which um, is having your athlete, you know, when you're when you're training your athlete, you have, they all have strengths and weaknesses. And we all get hung up on bringing up our weaknesses and, and training, you know, making sure that we um, hit those areas where they're not 
the best. And, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, that's not a bad solution. Uh, we want to make sure that, that uh, if they have a weak link in their chain, that we try to fix that and you know overall shore up their game and make them better overall, more efficient athletes. But obviously, we don't want to neglect what they're good at, right? If someone's fast already, you know, it's not to say that we wouldn't want to train their speed, but most people would say, well, they're fast, but they're not particularly strong or they're not, they don't have a lot of side to side lateral quickness. So we work on that more, leaving their natural ability or their already gained strength and power to account for their speed. And we do enough to maintain that, right? And then work on these weaknesses. And now they're fast and they're agile or they're fast and can jump or whatever else, whatever other parameter we were working on. But think about this for a moment. If you have an athlete, you know, provided they're not completely inept uh, <laughs> in one plane of motion, um, what if you took a, a really fast receiver and made them elite fast, right? Why not double down on some of their strengths and improve that strength? You know, you, you could have a receiver say in football that that can streak down the field and that's one of your faster guys um, his route running may be a little off or his hands are not quite the best but he's he's one of your faster guys well you could argue that if he's already one of your faster guys chances are when he's getting the ball it's because he's burning a DB deep like he's got a two two three yard separation and may be able to make that play yes you still need to work on getting him um, you know receiving better or running better routes. But if the strength and conditioning coach can have a say in this, right? I want to make that guy, yeah, again, I could work on, you know, ladder drills and agility drills and core stabilization, things to help make him make sharper cuts on the field. Um, but my job in the weight room, I want to say, why don't I take that guy and I'll focus, I'll dial in that speed to take him from the fastest on the team to the fastest in the league or uh, fastest in the conference, that sort of thing. And really, like I said, double down on the strengths. Because now if I get five, six yard separation on a, on a streak route, then I'm going to just chuck that ball over his head. He doesn't have to be in the perfect location. He'll run and get it. Uh, again, those are things that, that we're talking about. Those are some of the little um, elements that you can take and make your athletes better. Now this this really falls into play when you are training full teams, right? Because you have coaches that you have to contend with and they might want an athlete done a certain way, but you could go to them and say, look, all right, you know, these are, these are things that your athletes can do. This is what they can do in the weight room. This is what they're doing on the field. What if we tweak A, B, and C on this guy and this guy we just work on the speed and this guy we work on his route running. Then you have people that are really good at what they do and we make that even better so then they're elite at what they do and so some would argue well if you just worked on the things that they're not already good at like if he's the fastest one on the team but you work on everything else then that would raise his level of play make him take him from good to average or from, from average to good or good to great and that's that's very true there's nothing wrong with that and i'm not suggesting we don't do that but I am suggesting when we go to evaluate an athlete, we have a tendency to look at their 
weaknesses and start drawing conclusions and start drawing some uh, plans and programs to bring up those weaknesses. Now, obviously, if the weaknesses are impairing progress in, in a lot of different other areas, then yes, that might need to be addressed first. But again, if we were to evaluate, if we were to take a, a college wide receiver and by the time they get to be college wide receiver, they're, they're above average agility. They're above average speed. They're above average, you know, probably, you know, power, uh, and, and their hands, their receiving ability is probably above average. So they're already a good athlete. Now, obviously there's some that are better than others, but they're already good. So it's not like they're completely inept in one area and we're just gonna let them be, you know, have no hands, but be the fastest one on the team. Obviously we wanna still work those things, but why not, like I said, dial in that one skill that they already possess. They're already naturally gifted at that. And if you add a little more strength, will add a little bit more power, add a little bit of, of um, uh, speed work to that to, to develop that speed even quicker. Uh, to react quicker. Um, again, you can take some some of those athletes and tr turn them into truly elite uh, deep threats, and that's you know could could really separate a, a, an athlete from maybe getting a D1 offer uh, to definitely getting a D1 offer, or t from going you know to a, a mid level school to a to a, a power five, or or going from a power five school into the NFL, those kind of things. And so those are the little, and again, I won't call them intangibles because those are tangible results, but th those are little things that um, we just get in the mindset of focusing in too much on the weaknesses and forget to enhance the strengths as well. You know, work at what you're good at. Um, you know, I know there are, uh, there are weightlifters that, um, that I've worked with or that I've, you know, trained with and, and talked to that were great at clean and jerk. They loved clean and jerk and they were really good at clean and jerk, better than most. Their snatch, they were enough to kind of hang in there. And they might be in the top three, top five, maybe win a meet here or there, but they were never breaking free. Now you could say, well, let's bring up their snatch and, uh, you know they'll they'll improve their total which is definitely true and we don't want to neglect their snatch we want to continue to work on their snatch and work on what areas they are weak in the snatch or what's going on but if their clean and jerk is their bread and butter and they are already better than everyone else if they, that's something they have a penchant for something they have really uh have a strong desire for it may even be their favorite of the two lifts and they've gone and worked on that even more to become just a supremely good uh, athlete in the clean and jerk. And then that helps them, helps their strategy. So it's just two ways to skin a cat. And I'm not suggesting you don't work on weaknesses. Again, it's just don't neglect to improve on the strengths. Don't just try to maintain the strengths. We improve on them. And that takes that athlete from you know good to great or great to elite. The other thing I wanted to talk about that I think really sets a difference, and this is something that I've um, kind of been noticing a lot lately. It's not, nothing new, not, not a new concept, um, but something I've had just in some of the athletes that I'm working with right now. Um, we uh, 
Chelsea and I were, were looking at um, doing some cool things in the gym uh, to try to recognize some of our athletes who have gone on to college to play their sport. And we just went through just the last four years, um, not necessarily who we've worked with over our career, just who we've serviced in our current gym. And, and there's quite a few of them that have gone on uh, to play at the college level. And, and uh, we've even had some pro athletes. But what we've decided to do is kind of honor them and acknowledge them and their hard work by, by getting some banners put up and, you know, to kind of recognize them. But when we were talking about that and we were talking about, you know, what they would look like and all that, we started talking about why, what, what made these athletes, and we've worked with a lot of athletes and they've all been great kids, um, but what made these particular people the ones that ended up going on to college? What did they have that others didn't? And I've looked at a couple athletes, or we've had a, several athletes that skill-wise were there. They, they, had, they were just as strong as some of the other people. They, they may even have a good work ethic where they come in the gym and they work hard. Um, it's, it comes down to the mental side of things, mental toughness, mental uh, awareness. Um, and that's something that's really hard to train. It's something that's really hard to assess uh, until you're in a scenario like a game. You know, it's hard to, hard to assess in the weight room. But what we've done, what we like to do, is to have certain tests that will push their limits safely. But more so, we're not concerned about how much they're lifting and what their performance is. It's how much will they gut out. And again, you've heard me say this before. When we do this, we're taking athletes that are already have tremendous drive um, and athletes that already have, you know, just good talent already and, and strength and ability and agility. And what we're doing is we're putting them in situations to challenge their mental toughness. So, for example, you've heard me talk just recently about that, quote, initiation workout where it's a safe workout none of the exercises are technical at all they're all very basic exercises but it's put together in a way using tempo um, as the uh, as the kind of limiting factor uh, in in in, uh, in intensity in the intensity and and what that does is that forces the athlete to keep going now what we don't do is we don't tell them how many rounds we're doing we don't really tell them what we're looking for and so sometimes you know they can go heavy with the weight or they can go light with the weight that doesn't really matter again it's not it's not a, and it's not even a matter of how many rounds they do it's are they willing to tr attempt another round when they don't really know what we're asking of them are they just gonna go and go and go and obviously we'll pull back before they go too far and we'll also you know have a reasonable idea of like okay if they've pushed themselves you know for a certain amount of rounds even if they could go further uh, there's no need to. There's no benefit to the workout. We've already done what we've needed to do. But those are at, those are things that we, we like to do in order to challenge our athletes, but also for us to assess where they are. Because a lot of times, it's just a simple um, case of awareness. And I'll, I'll give you two examples. One, just with this workout I was describing. I might I might tell someone to do this, and they might be very aware of what their abilities are, and they might be very conscious of, I want to impress 
the coaches, but I also, you know, don't want to, you know, vomit or puke or whatever, or I want to get through the workout. So they, they pick a, a conservative or a moderate, you know, intensity or moderate weight, and they, they push themselves through and they, they do a good job. But if they had known really what I was looking for, which was how hard will they push themselves? How, how deep can they dig in and just go? If I told them that up front, they might have been able to turn it on. And so sometimes it's a matter of letting them understand what you need from them and, and understand having them understand uh, that we're asking that kind of effort from them so that when they get into a game situation, they know that that's what I'm asking. They know they have a tangible um, uh, feeling uh, of what it feels like to push to that max limit. And then A, they know when they have given it their all, but they also know that if they give it their all, they're, they're gonna survive. They've, they've done something harder in practice, and so during a game, uh, physically, it's not going to be any harder than what they have already accomplished and walked away from in practice. And so from that mental aspect, it really helps to build their mental toughness. On the flip side, when we have athletes that will tap out, that will quit, that will not go through it, you know, what, what do you do then? Well, rather than sit there and say, well, you failed our little test. We wanted to see how hard you push yourself and you failed. Um, what you do, we don't do that. What we do, however, do is the next time we run a test like that, or we might come up with a different style or a different version of it, um, I will say, um, I will give them parameters. Like, I need you to do eight rounds in um, 30 minutes or something like that, whatever. You know, I'll give them some specific parameters. And so now they know what they have to accomplish. They know the task. And that athlete might be able to dig in knowing what the end is you know maybe maybe it not not knowing what the end is or where the end lies they just kind of you know tapped out they're tired i don't know this could go on all day i'm done right and you don't want that but in a game scenario typically you know how long the games are right and, you know for without overtime being factored into it so it's easy for them to kind of hype themselves up for that but if we can train them to be able to uh dial in and focus for that certain amount of time and just put the nose down and go to work that carries over into the game when they they know that when they step onto the field they've got to be at their best and they've got to push themselves um, to block that guy in front of them and, or you know when they're you know blocking out uh under the under the goal you know to not let that girl swing by and you know make sure she uh, is is blocked off, you know, after a, after a shot. Uh, you get that rebound, get the elbows out, you know, push, do those extra things that, that are going to help separate them and help, get, help them um, perform at their best. But again, those are small little, little things that you can do to get them and get them in that right mindset or the right mind frame. The other thing we like to do when it comes to training that mental side of things um, is there, there are times when we will, uh, reward them. Um, we'll, we'll make the workout look very hard or very challenging. Um, they get into it and they push themselves and then we can back them off or we could, you know, we reward them by saying, look, you, you know, you did this. And that gives them that, that, uh, 
that feeling of that satisfaction of if I go out there and I work really, really hard, I'm going to be rewarded for that. You know, and in, in the case of a, of, a, of a game situation, the reward is a win, right? If I go out here and work really hard and take care of my business, I'll work very, very hard. Um, the other thing we like to do is chunk things down into to, to digestible uh, concepts to help build that mental toughness. Uh, I was talking with my, my son yesterday. He's, he's in high school and uh, he's considering going out for football. Um, but he's always been more kind of an individual sport kind of guy. Uh, and, and we were talking just about that last night. And he was talking about how he does not really like the team aspect because he feels if he doesn't perform well, that he's letting the team down. Right. And I, and I told him, you know, when I was on, when I played on team sports, I, I totally know where he's coming from and I get that feeling. Um, so I said, what, what we would do in that situation is, is remind them that, you know, in a team setting, every position has a particular goal. So in, in his case, uh, you know, let's say he's a, a tight end. Um, if you go and, you know, you're on this play, your job is to block this person. Don't worry about what the running back is doing. Don't worry about um, what the quarterback is doing or anyone else. Even the, the the tackle next to you, if you're that tight end, worry about you know I have to block uh, this guy's left shoulder. I've got to hit him hard on the left shoulder. So that's all you're going to focus on, and you have to have confidence that your teammate is thinking all I have to do is hit my hit that guy right in the right shoulder, and then the two of you go after him. You both hit him, and then the running back runs a sweep right right uh, right over your shoulder uh, for positive yards. So you just take care of your one thing and kind of make it that individualized event. So if you have athletes that, you know, seem to crumble in pressure situations um, or, you know, don't have that ability to rise above or, you know, don't they don't want the ball with 10 seconds to go. Um, these are things that you can do to or these little drills you can do. So in the weight room, if you're a um, strength coach, you know, you're working on. Uh, workouts that you try to get them to do that one more rep and try to say, look, you need these many reps to get stronger so you can get stronger, so you can hit that PR. And you individualize it. And they realize that, you know, no one else, you know, is watching them. No one else is going to be disappointed if they don't get it. They're not going to let anyone down, but they are going to be able to perform because they can, they can psych themselves up when they feel that the pressure from the whole team is off of them. And these are things you can set up or you can set up, um, you know, uh, individual goals. Like, uh, um, I know we used to do this a lot. I don't see it a whole lot anymore, but um, uh, at least not on social media, but I'm sure strength coaches are still doing this, is have leaderboards. Um, you know, we've talked about doing a leaderboard in our gym. Um, but having leaderboards, squat leaders. And, and so then you're on a team and no one's, you know, you're not expected to be the biggest squatter. You're not expected to be the biggest uh, bench presser on your team necessarily. But if you are, or if you make a run at it, or if you have that goal of, I need to work on this, 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 and this, so I can improve my standing on the leaderboard. Again, we're not trying to 
be all Americans in the weight room. That doesn't make us better athletes. But what it does mentally is it, it lets you know that I have things I can work on. And if I take care of the things I need to work on, I will improve. Therefore, if I'm on the field and I'm taking care of the things that the coach has told me to do, I will set up the team for uh, success. And that's how you kind of take that athlete out of the mentality of the pressure of letting people down, letting the rest of the team down, knowing that everyone on that team, everyone on every play is focused on what their individual job is. And so even though it's a team sport, you can break it down into individual assignments and you just have to worry about your individual assignments and that is it. And that helps the athlete take a lot of pressure off of it. Um, and again, those are the little things that you can you can do to kind of tweak the mental game, so to speak, for your athlete. I'd love to know more about what you guys think and what you guys do with your athletes um, to kind of get them to get get a little bit more out of them. Again, we, we can talk all day about you know just how to get them stronger throughout the year. But what are these little things that we can be working on? What are some of these other behind-the-scenes things that we can do uh, to make them better athletes, better performers? I've got a few other ideas. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up today. Maybe I'll do a part two. Um, but, uh, yeah, comment below or, or, or send us a message. Let us know what you're thinking. And uh, I'll read some of your answers online. Have a good one.